All right, back for another episode of A Few Points from Perfect. And I think at this point we have our most requested guest ever. Yes. And amazingly, he's not a, he don't even have a YouTube channel. No. <laughs> well, he kind of does because every now and then you work for him. Well, we've already figured that out <laughs> off camera here a little bit. So we got, uh, we got the one and only, the uh, master dozer operator, uh, Jerry. Welcome, Jerry. It's good to be here, I think. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I don't even know where to start out with Jerry. So, Jerry, um, just a little bit of background, we'll get to it in a little bit. We've known each other, we've probably worked together for, what, six, seven years? Uh, maybe longer than that. Yeah, I, we've known each other for a while. You kind of ran around with my dad a little bit, I think, or uh, mom, I guess it was, a little bit. But, uh, <coughs> um, or uh, so anyways, whenever... Uh, I don't know where I was going with this. I done, I I've done know. lost my train of thought. Already. I bet it's been more like maybe eight years since yeah. your grandpa's property down yeah. here. Yeah. Well, it all started at the community center. Because I'm first now getting more comfortable with the old 850. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, I know. And he went I, and replaced it on you, too. So, we'll get into this a little bit. But I, I, whenever I first, whenever Jerry, whenever I first started doing YouTube, Jerry had been working for me or working with me. You don't really work for me, you work with me. Um, <laughs> Uh, whenever we first started doing uh, <clears throat> YouTube, Jerry was not very excited about that. And we'll get into this in a little bit. And then as the time progressed, he started watching my YouTube. And then I started getting a progress report about all the stuff I'd do wrong whenever he's not there. <laughs> so, that must be a really long progress report. <laughs> Diane kind of thought the uh, the YouTube was all right. You know, I'm, I'm <laughs> still getting used to that also. Yeah, so well, Diane thinks it's all right because she can spy on you at work yes. now. <laughs> I do go to work. Yeah. <laughs> Confirm you're actually there. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, I, I misspoke on a few things. I, I called Jerry the wrong age one time, and he, he informed me that that was wrong. I called him a union operator one time. He informed me that was wrong. So, let's go back to the beginning, Jerry. Uh, if you don't mind sharing, what's your – how old is Jerry? Seventy. Seventy. Mm-hmm. I would have guessed that wrong again because I would have guessed 71. <laughs> I've been, oh. se- been 70 for five years. <laughs> like a day over 35 to me. So you, you were pretty much an operator your whole life, correct? Yes. Yep. Started out probably farm tractors, just like you know, the rest of us. Right. Guess, you know? And then um, I, from what I know about your career, you worked your way up, and you spent a lot of time in a company called Kessner, mm-hmm. correct? Kester. And they were, uh, what's the best way to describe them? They were basically a heavy highway contractor? It was a private-owned uh uh, just a family owned. I mean, uh, for but but a lot of the type of work you guys did was uh, like highways or industrial mm-hmm. parks or a lot of new mining operations for the tri-state area, mainly southern Illinois. Because uh, my dad worked. That's who my dad actually worked for. Whenever he got killed, he didn't get killed at work. I should mm-hmm. say that. But but uh, Kessner kind of had two different companies. They About had a total of seven, even at one. one yeah, time. but uh, you so you worked in the construction division. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yes. And my dad worked in the mining division. Mm-hmm. So, and the company's still going today. Um, I guess they still do. I guess they're still in the mining. I don't even know. Not so much mining anymore. That's that's kind of changed. Kind of way. Mm-hmm. But but I know they're still building, building highway work and, mm-hmm. and I call it industrial work or uh, commercial work or anything. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so how many years did you work there? I'd say right at about 37. 37 years. Mm-hmm. So you were there for a good way. So did you hire in as an operator? Yes. And um, I guess 37 years ago, I mean, that was a time when, like, scrapers were more popular. and Yes, they were. Artex uh, were really first coming out. Yeah. They weren't even really out much. So then, what, so. I mean, did you hire in as a dozer hand, or what was your? Went in to run a scraper and the uh, small job but the guy didn't want to run the scraper so i took the he wanted to run he wanted to run the scraper not the dozer so i got on the dozer and right away i was good so (laughs) (laughs) and it stuck ever (laughs) so what what dozer was this you remember what model it was? TD-15. TD-15. Mm-hmm. Now, I've never ran one of those, but like Clint from CNC Equipment, he said they were pretty good old dozers. It was different, just like, you know, every piece of equipment, no matter what you're on, is really significant. have a total different feel. You know how right. that goes. Yeah. You know? yeah, we may get into that a little bit because mm-hmm. uh, we, we discussed that quite a bit with the two 850s we got now, how they mm-hmm. have completely mm-hmm. different completely different feels. So, so basically you, I mean, from – so whenever you got on the job – 37 years ago, you had a little bit of experience coming off the farm and doing small jobs. But I mean, you're kind of been about it. 
but you were kind of learning on the fly from there and, mm-hmm. and so were you always drawn to the dozer? Was like that? No, just whatever, whatever we had to run. I, so I didn't care. You know. well, well, he don't have that opinion no more. <laughs> He's kind of partial to the dozers nowadays. <laughs> Gosh, I wish. You know, I'm uh, I'm 40 years old, and uh, of course we got some mutual friends, the Lutterings, that mm-hmm. have a decent size operation. And uh, I remember being a kid going out to some of their jobs and seeing, I don't know if it's called old school operate, but they used to do stuff a lot different nowadays than what they do now. And uh, I would like to have been around some of the old 37 scrapers running and the um, bigger, uh, I guess back then it was not articulated haul trucks. They had to run actual haul trucks from Mm -hmm. time to time. And most of those who were loaded with a loader or, or I mean, loaded with an excavator wasn't near as common as what it is today. So... So as you worked, uh, so in the beginning you started off on a dozer. So how did you kind of progress up through? I mean, did you just kind of you know, go wherever they wanted on the jobs? Just uh, man, maybe short someday. You got to fill in, and it just like your line of work, same same ordeal. You just uh, whatever is available that day. To, something maybe broke down. You got to switch. Uh, you know, you kind of learn as you go along. And when you're the machine you're watching, you're watching the other right. guys run their machines, I guess. And uh, you know, that's a good point. I say this all the time about watching Jerry. You're just watching somebody operate. You can learn a lot mm-hmm. about, you know, we just had, we did a podcast with Mr. Millennial. And <laughs> you guys may not be able to see, but Jerry's already laughing. But we had a long conversation about the difference between an operator and an excavator. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of guys can get in there and do a good job of pulling the levers, but not everybody can understand how to see the job and where the dirt yes. needs to go. And that's, that's, uh, that is, um, that's something you can't teach. You almost got to – you just got to experience, I guess. Take the, some time. Is yeah. the best way to do it. So um, so as you worked your way up through the ranks at Kessner, I mean, did you ever have a – were you ever known as the dozer guy or the excavator guy or the scraper guy, or were you just always the I guy? I just pretty well known as the guy. <laughs> <laughs> and don't you forget it. Yeah. You know, you know because being kind of uh, – Universal, yes, it makes a world of difference <clears throat> on any job. And then, as you're, you come up and be a supervisor, well, you ex- really count on the different. Well, especially back in your time frame, I guess it's worth mentioning that operators were a lot more common. Mm-hmm. So, the more universal you were to that company, the better chance you had to work more hours, correct? And with the, the company I grew up with there for a while, there were several of us all about the same age, and we just all uh, kind of grew up together. We knew what each other were going to do, and it was a very big help. You know, in a situation like that, right. you know, well, I think that's. Uh, I think that's one reason why you and I kind of enjoy working together is we kind of think the same way a little oh, bit. Oh boy, here we go! <laughs> <laughs> he wants to be the guy too. He's the kid. I'm the, next that, generation. That just, the only reason that is, there's just two of us on the job usually. Right. And I, so that's. A, <laughs> <laughs> we can't mention names, but I know who his other options are. I'm the best one to do. Any better options? <laughs> Um, so as, as you worked your way up, you uh, you eventually got into uh, basically running work for this company, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Small jobs you would kind of operate and, and manage also, right. but then mm-hmm. as time went on, you know, you got bigger and the company got bigger and it just... Uh, what, uh, can you think of any major projects you worked on that kind of stand out a little bit? Uh, we done the work, dirt work for AK Steel and Toyota, uh, and the other, the other thousand, you can't keep track of all of them. But, <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, AK Steel was a huge um, cold roll manufacturer. Mm-hmm. And uh, Toyota's, I mean, they're... They I, make I, TVs, I think. No, well, yeah. They make a little bit of everything. But they, they come to our area and build a huge uh, assembly plant. That's a big place up there. Mm-hmm. One of the last ones was over in southern Illinois, a power plant called uh, Prairie State. That okay. was a huge, pretty huge dirt operation for us, but... So after you uh, after you retired from Kessner, um, that's when you kind of started just picking up. You you just kind of worked here there wherever you felt like that day, because uh, uh, as we mentioned before, we got a mutual friend Luttering, mm-hmm. and they own they own a comparable operation of Kessner. They're not not as big, but because you you did some traveling with them, didn't you? Do a job down in Tennessee or something? Not uh, with not with uh, Lutterings. Not with Lutterings, but well, I was all over with with Kester. They were they were pretty. They were big. they were everywhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know Lutterings <laughs> have got into the uh, stripping for some of the rock quarries. Mm-hmm. 
That was some of your favorite work, wasn't it? It gets a little rough, like you know, your dad was at the coal mines. It all that old rock gets old after a while. We'll try. And now I notice their perfect is bought in a ripper tractor. So I'm not what that's going to be like. Jerry, I was say, are you excited for that? I hope we can rip some soft clay with it somewhere. Jerry, tell me he goes. I don't do rock. <laughs> Oh, anyways, uh, so that's kind of where that's kind of where our paths crossed again. If I remember right, Jerry, we were uh, actually working on a community project for the Derby Community Association. Was one in the and, grandpa's uh, farm? I well, that was right after because um, we were we had it. We there was like three or four different construction companies that come together to do a big project for the community, and um, I guess Dave got you down there to run the dozer. Mm-hmm. And Jerry came up to me and said, hey, if you ever need a hand running a dozer every once in a while, let me know. Biggest mistake I ever made. I was just about to say Because we worked on that project for almost a week, didn't we? We were going. Bad conditions. Oh, it was the week between Christmas and New Year's, and all these contractors had taken off. And we had, we had like 600 trucks of loads of rock we moved. And, um, of course, we had a dozer on each end. We had a loader and an excavator and a bunch of trucks going. And it was raining. It was nasty. Mm-hmm. We were just – we had no choice but just to go. So, anyways, Jerry uh, Jerry came down there. was nice enough to volunteer to run the dozer. And that was that old Case 1450 I had. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he's, I think his first words were, what's this thing? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's ever been on a Case 14-4-stick dozer. It's, it's definitely a little bit different. But uh, – Anyways, Jerry told me we got done down there. He said, "If you ever need a do- ever need a dozer operator from time to time, let me know." And I'm like, "All right." Of course, it's the middle of winter right then, and uh, we had actually had a pretty good sized job down here on the farm. And I see I wasn't going to have time to do what I needed to, so I got a hold of Jerry, and he come down, and that was kind of the beginning of it right there. Mm-hmm. It was down there. How many stumps did you dig out down? Oh there my farm? goodness, man! That was way before we were doing YouTube. But I bet we probably dug out three hundred stumps. <laughs> <laughs> And they weren't little saplings either. No. Uh, we took about uh, 14 acres of woods and uh, turned it into, you know, the ironic part about that, Jerry, is the job's still not done. I know. Yeah, I got your <laughs> piles, topsoil down. They were supposed to spread years ago. It's yeah. still haunts them. <clears throat> yeah, it's uh, one of these days. We'll get to it. Well, we've uh-huh. switched dozers three times. Because <laughs> <laughs> Jerry never even ran the first 850 dozer I had. I don't know if I even seen it. No, I, I and you're lucky you didn't. It was pretty rough. Um, I bought the 850 dozer I got now, and I thought, well, I'm, I feel proud enough of this one. I'll at least let Jerry see it. <laughs> it's been a pretty good old rig. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a good dozer. So, um, anyways, yeah, Jerry's come down there, and, and me and him worked on that project, and um, it just uh, it just kind of worked out from there to where. You know, Jerry's retired, and he 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 can. Do, I, I was. <laughs> I was. He, he can happily do, retired, yeah. and he can do whatever he wants to do, and mm-hmm. I re, I respect that. So if, if Jerry can work or mm-hmm. or wants to work, then we uh, we go for it. If Jerry if Jerry needs to do something else, Jerry does something else. It's it's different working for uh you know just private individuals, farmers, and people you know right. close to home that they enjoy the work, and uh, mm-hmm. and I kind of enjoy the different. You know, well, the, um, the jobs too. I don't want to say the the pressure is not there, but there's not the circus isn't as big, so you don't have as many people. Um, if you go to work with Kessner or even Brett of these guys, I mean, you're working in a seven eight person crew. You're mm-hmm. you're running production. I mean, the, if there's one link in the chain that's not pulling its weight, you got major problems. With what we do, I mean, <clears throat> if 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 Jerry needs to step out, somebody can step in and we can get through a day and not really. Yeah, if he needs to be step out, you just go to a different job for that day. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it just, <clears throat> they're perfect. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's already got the money, so it doesn't matter oh, if you make oh, any money yeah, on that job or not. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. And he gets that production crew to come in later and, and mm-hmm. do it all anyway. So that kind of progressed to, uh, I mean, uh, you, I mean, there's there's stretches where you'll work quite a bit, and then you'll go a while and mm-hmm. do your own thing. And you, and you and you don't work just for me; you still fill in for a couple other guys from uh, time to time. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of enjoyable for me. It's, it's yeah, all change just a, different. You, you just change a pace, make so it kind of enjoyable. Get you out of the house, keeps mm-hmm. you young. And it's not like you got to get up. There's been times I'd 
used to get up 12 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock and get on the road and go to work and uh, mm -hmm. out of town all week a lot of times. Uh, and, and, you know, one thing with what we do, I think the farthest you've worked away from home for me is probably Corden, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Which is about 45 minutes from the house. So right. I'd say 90% of what we do is 30 minutes from your house. Mm -hmm. Maybe even a little better. Remember the one I had? I, I could walk to work. <laughs> was this neighbor's <laughs> neighbor. <house. laughs> I tried to drag that on as long as I could. Yeah. I could understand why. Well, uh, even a lot of the work we do for Farmer Chris is probably less than 10 minutes from the yes. house. Yes, yes. So, and we enjoy working. And I like Jerry. You know, people who appreciate our work, uh, uh, Jerry and I both enjoy working for mm. those people because it just makes it, and, and, and the temples are that, that group, you know. That's they what makes it enjoyable. Yeah, you know, and you whether it's right or wrong, you go the extra mile for them because you know they appreciate what you're doing, you know. Right. And uh, we do our do our best to uh, take care of them. So, <clears throat> so <laughs> we'll fast forward a little bit, Jerry, and I'm kind of curious your opinion on this because we've talked about it a little bit but not covered it real well. So you probably worked for me for um, three or four years before I ever started doing YouTube. Mm -hmm. And then one day I showed up with a camera. Yeah, I didn't know what was going on there. Then later on, whenever the uh, the drone got flying around, I thought, boy, look, what's this bird right here by the machine? What's it going to... took a while to get used to things. And I'm still kind of getting used to it. I'm just, you know, used to just going to work and just concentrating on your work and everything and and uh, not paying attention. And, you know, the the... No. YouTube is just a different show right now. Yeah. <laughs> you get some buffoon so, walking around with a camera now. Mm -hmm. I think it's fair to say in the beginning, Jerry was not very happy about the camera. It's like, well, look out. I'm going to run over you. If you look careful, <laughs> out of the way. <laughs> we, did not, uh, we did not stop to uh, take a camera shot. We did not stop <laughs> to have a conversation. And I think the conversation was, um, you better move or you're going to get ran <laughs> over, was several times. <laughs> Not quite that bad, I guess. But. And then he told me a couple of times, I just don't understand that thing. I said, I don't either, but it keeps paying. <laughs> <laughs> so that was probably the first year and a half I did YouTube. Not that I kept the camera from Jerry, but I knew he didn't enjoy it. I didn't mm -hmm. want to push it on him. I, if he didn't want to be part of it, I wasn't going to make him be part of it. And, um, you know, of course, Jerry's good at what he does, so you want to try to video all you can of it. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of... Uh, I didn't. I didn't. Didn't force you to do it. Just kind of didn't. Did uh, you <clears throat> made me do it or go home? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> no, it wasn't bad. It just it just was totally out of it. Just wasn't used to it, you know. Yeah. But uh, as um, as time went on, you've kind of warmed up to it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Got uh, got a little more used to it. Now I don't like go to work without it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I think the first. Uh, I think the first eye-opening experience was for Jerry as some of the old guys he used to work with, I think, recognized you on the channel, didn't they? That's what you were saying, that, and there, there, are, there are a few of them that watch it now. Yeah, watch it. And then uh, eventually his wife, Diane, got to where they could watch it at home, and that's whenever I got in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, uh, I, I forgot what video it was. I think I said he was 72 years old and a retired union operator. And, oh, boy, did I get a butt chew in the next day. <laughs> I had the age wrong. He wasn't union. Well, well, the age is getting up there anyway, but on in just a year or two makes a big difference now. <laughs> so what's it like being able to go to work for somebody and boss them around all day and they can't say anything to you? It's kind of just, just natural now. <laughs> Sometimes he'll he'll take charge for a while, then then I will for a while. So. You just yeah. let me take charge, so I feel good for a mm -hmm. while. Yeah, <laughs> well, he's got to keep you happy too. Yeah, it's uh, it, <laughs> I tell everybody, uh, I don't know if there's very many people who keep up with Jerry on a dozer. You turn mm -hmm. him loose on there, the lunchbox, he's good for at least twelve hours. Yeah, and the only thing that's going to slow him down is he runs out of fuel. Yeah, so. <clears throat> But uh, but no, you know, onto the YouTube thing. It's kind of a, it's kind of evolved. I think you uh, you've got to the point where you don't, you at least don't mind it. Maybe enjoy it a little bit. You kind no, of, I don't mind it at all. Um, I think you know from watching the videos on the other end. I think you kind of understand mm -hmm. what we're doing when we're actually filming. And um, I just think it's just cool to kind of um, 
document some of what we do because yeah. you know we've been doing it for three years now and you mentioned the other day you were going back and watching some of the old videos mm-hmm. and kind of even forgot about what we did or what even happened that day or mm-hmm. uh i think you're talking about one of the jobs we did for farmer <clears throat> chris filling in a pond or something so it's uh as much as it must be it might be annoying at times at the time when we're doing the job you know after the job's done it's still cool to go back mm-hmm. and have that documentation mm-hmm. of of everything um everything going on and then you go back and uh Check the ponds that I filled in, and <clears throat> former Chris is stuck in. That's not good either. Mm-hmm. Not good for us or the business. Well, actually, it is good for the YouTube business because I get another video and pull them out. <laughs> Must have left some water. We pull down up there. on it. So we filled in one pond, and actually, I don't have any video of filling in that particular pond. And uh, we pull up there, and combine stuck down on the ground, and <laughs> and uh, I said, man, I said Jerry did this one. He must have screwed it up bad. Chris goes, you telling me? And the, <laughs> Chris is like, don't you dare tell Jerry that he won't sleep for three days. <laughs> there was one one little bad spot that we just couldn't repair. Totally. And he found it, and that's when he found. Yeah, yeah. He, he found it. So, so really, who's at fault here? I mean, <laughs> if he wouldn't have been looking for the spot. I, we're gonna blame it on Chris because yeah. he wanted to plant it right now. Exactly. It's like that other one up there at the top of Coosher Hill, you know, where he was literally following. He literally yeah, pushed. Sitting there waiting. He literally pushed waiting. him out there with the planter. <laughs> well, I thought you meant the pond that I was, <clears throat> excuse me, former Chris was sitting there waiting. To yeah, farm, that's what I'm talking about. I was still filling the pond in. <laughs> so. <laughs> and then he wants to blame it on us. <clears throat> so, today, Jerry, let me ask you this. What, um, now that you're uh, retired and you can do whatever you want to do, I mean, the dozer is pretty much your choice of equipment to operate, correct? Mm-hmm. That's what you enjoy the most? You know, not, it doesn't matter. I, I just still run what's out there. I always have that. So you'll that, run the skid steer? If I have to. <laughs> <laughs> That's one piece I just never did really care for. Yeah. Visibility is really bad, and, and you really got to watch. And I'm, I'm with you on that mm-hmm. one. I mean, we just. Uh, but they're all the same principle on those there. They're all hard kind of yeah. to see out of pretty well. Yeah. And they beat the living snot out mm-hmm. of you. Yeah, I guess the point of that conversation is, is I know, I mean, we got video of Jerry running the um, um, excavator. He's running my loader before. Uh, but you're, I mean, you're you're at home on the dozer. That's where you, that's where you enjoy spending most of your time at, and you're good at what you do for sure. But, you know, running different pieces, it helps you run everything that way too. Cause, or at least working with someone else that's on another piece of equipment. Right. You know how that works out. You yeah. just know how to help each other out more. Right, right. So, well, I'm going to transition this into, we make a lot, of, or at least I make a lot of comments on the channel about how the two 850s, you know, you talked about it in the beginning of the podcast about how those different dozers feel different. And one guy, I don't know if you're even aware of this, but one guy made a comment, you know how we always talk about how the new 850 don't push straight? Mm-hmm. He says, well, it's not the dozer, it's the operator. I said, well, you can argue mm-hmm. with Jerry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the old 850 does have a tendency to, to pull. I noticed that when I first got on it, you know, years ago. It just, right. I told you something about it. Just it. Usually if you load up one side of the blade, it'll really want to pull that direction. But And and honestly, the new 850 is the way most of them are. Mm-hmm. The, the old 850 is the exception about how well it does actually push straight. Would that be an accurate statement? Oh, I guess it, and it somewhat might be the operator too, but uh, not 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 a hundred percent. It's it's combination yeah. there. I well, assuming it's a different operator, it could be the operator. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it, I guess the the point of the conversation is 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 like you said in the beginning is every machine has got a different feel mm-hmm. to it, and the old eight fifty I got does really good at at moving X amount of dirt and, and grading and finishing and floating mm-hmm. on top of the ground. The new 850, if you want to just straight root and gouge, yeah, yeah. it'll it'll outdo the the, the old one mm-hmm. tenfold. It's um crazy the uh the differences the differences in them. So so out of all the of all the dozers you've ran over the years, which one sticks out as being one of the favorites? Oh gosh, that'd be that'd be kind of tough. I mean it's uh I used to run a an old was an 8k model d8k and the steering mechanisms and you know it lever and 
and foot combination to steer. It was different, but you kind of grew up with that, and that was just that. That was the uh, that was one of the models they had. What they called the differential steer, right? I, I guess it could have had the tiller handle on the side that went back but, and forth. But it was a, a, a good old machine, also. But you know, when you that's what you had to run, you just mm-hmm. got used to it, right? So the the DAK, you've been on some Komatsu dozers. Mm-hmm. You never, I mean, they were good dozers, but you never really were really impressed with any of them, were you? I wasn't so much, and I think some what the company wasn't even because you know they were big enough they they would get different brands and models of right. different equipment wouldn't work out, and the dealers give them good deals to help right. buy stuff too. But uh, I just just never really cared for them that much. But. Yeah, it's hard to beat the. Um, the, the K-Series and the R-Series Caterpillar stuff, mm-hmm. um, they, were, um, they were some really good old machines. I mean, Caterpillar really mm-hmm. had their stuff together right then and there, uh, especially after you got over about a 50,000-pound dozer. Yeah. It was hard to compete with Cat. What I used to do with the, the old 8K was clear a lot for the company. Uh, had called a cutter blade on it. Yeah. I've seen one on YouTube not too long ago that was on there. And it was a unique thing to run, too, totally different. It was a you know, an angled blade with a stinger in one end of it. Right. I would, and you look at the timber that you destroyed or I did back those years. Gosh, it would have been a... Been a sin nowadays. Gosh. <laughs> I mean, you know, we would build 100-acre lakes for uh, the coal companies and stuff. And and the, the back in then, I guess, the timber were just more plentiful. They just didn't... Uh, yeah, all the, all the, all the, all the timber prices were so low back then, it wasn't justifiable to come yes. in there and do it. And they wanted it done so whenever you overnight. Say, say back then, this would have been 80s, 90s? Yes, somewhere near okay. mm-hmm. uh, You know, and not to change subjects here a little bit, mm-hmm. but, you know, clearing is probably one of the most dangerous things yes. you can do with any mm-hmm. type of equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, um, and it's hard on equipment. Because uh, nine times out of ten, you got this great big lever out there where you're just prying mm-hmm. and putting all kinds of pressure on equipment. Mm-hmm. It's, it's funny. Trees like to stay in the ground. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's um, you're always uh, putting point low pressures on the machine. I guess is the best way to put it. And you really got to know what you're doing. And then you got this big stick out here you can smack somebody with. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, or yourself. I about got Jerry a few times. He gives me oh, the look. It's been. Uh, it, it can happen easy. Uh. But uh, but yeah so but back to the back to the dozer conversation the um, I've actually ran I've ran some of the R's and I've ran some of the K's they are good I haven't spent near as much time on them as mm-hmm. what you have obviously but they're definitely definitely good machines so um, excavators what excavators have you been on that stand out We used to run uh, well for the mass excavators Hitachi seven hundreds we had a few of those uh, those. on construction uh, and we load triple sevens and Arctics with those Uh, they were they they had their purpose or place you know just mass for loading and the coal mines they had anywhere from with the twenty five and thirty five hundred. Hitachi's and yeah. that's a bigger machine, you know. Yeah, that's a good size machine. I remember, of course, not whenever Dad worked for Kessner, which is coming mm-hmm. to your time about. Whenever back when he worked for United Minerals, they used to have an actual drag line uh, mm-hmm. down there in Yankee Town. And uh, Dad's job, he he had uh, D eleven in, and that's all he did was push the spool banks back off the mm-hmm. off the drag your line. Your dad run eleven too. Then. Yeah, I did for a while, but it's not like running a small one. You you're just limited to what you can do with that yeah. D eleven. I mean, you can you're move just, a mountain, but as far as the, after about a half a day of being on it, it yeah. just kind of gets mm-hmm. pretty repetitious. It gets pretty monotonous. Yes, yes. <clears throat> that's what Dad did for. I don't know the last seven eight years of his career was we don't push. Uh, he he was in the. Uh, uh, probably the last five years, but they'd uh, bust out spool banks and then mm-hmm. and then come. He would bust out all the spool banks, so they come in with the smaller dozers and reclaim. Mm-hmm. Is basically what basically what they would do. So, but the uh, you know the Hitachi machines from about the '90s to about 2010 were hard to beat, which that's basically the same as a lot of the Deer machines mm-hmm. as well. They just had different different engines in them. So, you know, the company we didn't have much for John Deere. We had. Uh, we had a few Kubota, uh, not Kubota, Komatsu. Uh, Komatsu. Track hoses, smaller ones. Uh, 
but they were pretty big on Caterpillar and uh, Hitachi. So do you, uh, you drive a uh, scraper much? Yeah. 637. I enjoyed that. That was another situation where you'd have to team up with a pretty good partner. You call you push-pull. You get them, You run two together in, in sequence there. See, I'm a little bit jealous about that. I have very limited experience on a scraper. I've seen... I've seen scrapers operate. Brett owns a bunch of scrapers, but as far as actually operating a scraper, I don't have a whole lot. But I, I feel like you need to have um, somebody that thinks a lot like you because otherwise you're just going to be chasing each other around, not getting anything accomplished. It's a, it's a lot of horsepower when you get two of those together. You know, right. that's that. Uh, Which is also part of the reason why they're not as popular anymore is they burn so much fuel. Yes, very expensive on, on fuel. Um, because, you know, compared to an excavator Arctic, yeah. and multiple haul trucks, now you got multiple engines and multiple transmissions and multiple mm-hmm. wear parts where you don't have to worry about with the other, yeah. the other setup. And it's hard to, <coughs> excuse me, it's mm-hmm. hard to explain to people, mm-hmm. like on some of our pond jobs, we've talked about it before, it'd be nice to have a little scraper in mm-hmm. here. But... We don't move the mass amount of yardage is what you do for some of these big jobs. It'd be nice to have it for maybe a day, but then at that point we're going to be back to back to dozers. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? And then then there's a truck that sits in the garage a whole lot. Maybe <laughs> we'll get the old Lieutenant Dan out. Yeah, that might help. If anybody out there in the uh, YouTube world wants to know, Jerry's just as anxious to get Lieutenant Dan on the job <laughs> as the rest of us. And no. you were talking about what else they run. Used to run a grader quite a bit. Did too. you? And uh, and this, with the six thirty seven fleece, you had to have a, a motor grader to keep the haul road. Right. And, and and that was working with the same guys again. Uh, there was probably ten or twelve of us that spent a lot of years together building on these construction yeah, sites. I've ran a grader a little bit, but it's <clears> one of those things I enjoy the heck out of for a short <clears> period of time, and it's <clears> like, yeah, I got this. I want to go move <clears> some dirt. But if you keep the haul roads up for these guys, you, oh, they're, they can, they're your buddy, you know. But yeah. boy, And then they would they would always, you know, when you're building a big lake, you got series of different ramps all the way around it. And I'd have to go ahead and work on these ramps before they'd ever get there to haul. So I had gotcha. to stay ahead of them and plus keep up with their haul roads. Well, and, and the and 637 that, haul road is pretty well impossible that's heavy machine when they get going fast and bouncing yeah because them, them scrapers are running 40 mile an hour mm-hmm. and they're uh, really yeah they'll get mm-hmm. up and move i never knew that mm-hmm. um so the graders got to run about 80 mile an hour you yeah. know what i mean <laughs> i'll say because they're just gonna push you right out of the way yes yes yeah i think uh my buddy brett he's uh he hit a soft spot in the hall road of course brett's notorious for being hard on equipment mm-hmm. And broke one of those graders in half. You remember that? Were you on that? Grader? No, no scraper. Scraper. You can, you can do it though, I guess. Um, turntables. I seen the turntables get broke on them going pretty fast, and hit something solid, a rock or something. Yeah. But uh, if anybody's never seen, uh, especially the six thirty sevens, which were the big ones, ever seen those scrapers mm-hmm. run in person? There's not a video out there in the world that does them justice actually mm-hmm. running in person because you get, especially if you get four of them, you get two teams running together. Mm-hmm. I mean. The six thirty seven is the twin engine, right? Yes. Yeah, that's basically a thirty seven yard. And yeah. I, yeah, I think so. And then we we I've ran some six fifty sevens that we had rented a few one time, but it was just a little more sluggish than a six thirty seven. Yeah. Even, uh, yeah, of course you're moving twenty more yards though mm-hmm. too. So well, you're talking about a heaped triaxle load at that. Oh, and no, Ed, you're talking almost two triaxle loads. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I guess you're right. Mm-hmm. You get yeah. what twenty twenty five yards? Yeah, because I mean that's what the rated R kind of <clears throat> knocked off at the top. So you get them heaped up and going. And yeah, uh, I know Lutrings from time to time. They've even ran their scrapers as haul trucks before. Mm-hmm. Load them with tra- a track. But on. just another situation where the haul road just really yeah. gets beat up. Then. Mm-hmm. So did you ever drive a haul truck much? Does the triple sevens or anything? A little. I never did care for them. They they, they to me it was just you talk about bad visibility. Those things got th- bad that in. Hippie feeling to me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they, they almost like they're floating on a cloud for hauling sort of. seventy ton or whatever yeah. they are. But I see, I see guys run them, and <clears throat> it, it, it's a good machine for around the mines and very yeah. popular too. Now, um, what about the big loaders like the nine ninety twos or anything? I started out running a cold dock down at down at uh, Low Troy there for Furch there years ago. Uh, oh nine ninety two. They were pretty impressive old machines. They are, but. Nothing like the new ones now, like uh, the electrons have got. Yeah. Now, that's, that's, that's an animal there, gosh. 
Yeah, so Ludring's just to elaborate on that a little bit. I actually visited the job site a few times, but we couldn't we couldn't film there. But um, um, they do stripping for rock quarries, and basically they'll shoot the overburden, which some of this overburden may be waste rock. Right. <coughs> and they got um, 992, and they load. Well, they got seven triple sevens. They might have. If I'm not for sure mistaken, I think the 992 they've got is maybe 51 feet long. I think that's the. Uh, that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. Reading on it. But they'll they'll load a triple seven truck. What's their goal? Like a minute, twenty eight seconds. Depending on the operator there, which uh, they they. Yeah, they're, 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 I know their goal is a minute thirty. Mm-hmm. They want to cycle a truck every minute thirty. And mm-hmm. and I know Dane mm-hmm. Dane had operated up there. He was getting down to about a minute eighteen. That's about um, three scoops, I think. Four, a four, four pass it, four pass it. Um, and I'm telling you, man, that's one reason it's whole, it's hard to explain. I'm I'm thinking of uh, the the the. One core, I can't say their name, but the one quarry over there where they were working at last mm-hmm. with the triple sevens. <clears throat> and it's no wonder why they hire a company like Lutterings because you see the Corey's mine trucks driving around mm-hmm. and they're like lost puppies. Mm-hmm. It's like ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And you watch Lutterings mining trucks <laughs> drive around oh, yeah. and it, boys, we're getting shit done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the. Mm-hmm. The yardage they moved with half the equipment versus these other guys, and that just goes back to leadership and experience is what mm-hmm. that goes back to. Get out of the way or I'll run you over. I mean, there's <laughs> – you know, well, of course, Brett's notorious for sitting up there in the bushes with a damn stopwatch. And, <laughs> and <laughs> 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 but, I mean, to some extent, that's what it takes. And but and then to Jerry's point, the group of people you got, whether it's the truck drivers or the loader operator or the push-off guy, I think Keith was over there on that job, wasn't he? Yes. Um it, it all has to be a team, and and mm-hmm. back to the Corian operation, I think that was the disconnect. Is the pit guys didn't give two craps what the crusher guys were doing, and the guy in between was. Right. I watched a guy drive a, what was that a, three ninety Caterpillar excavator drive it like three miles around mm-hmm. the perimeter of the quarry, just checking the ditches. I'm like, get oh, in a yeah. truck and go yeah. figure out where you need the excavator at, <laughs> and go straight there. Oh, he'd run the tracks off that thing. Well, it was lunchtime by the time he got done. Oh, it was. But you do see things like that. The out inefficiencies there. Just would just drive me. Mm-hmm. Just drive me. You want to come do my job for a little bit? Oh my God, I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't handle it. I couldn't take it. Yeah. I, I just. I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. So, well, so Jerry, if let's just say somebody out there is a young guy want to get into want to get into operating, like. What would your suggestions be to him? Don't you? don't work for Dirt Perfect. One, but no, I was just kidding. Well, suppose yeah. suppose Dirt Perfect wanted to learn how to excavate. What would you say to him? He's working on it. I'd I'd say someone yeah. there, Jason. I don't know. <laughs> so what do you, would you uh, would you suggest for them to? Go the union route or, or get in with a private contractor and get some experience? Well, I mean, or? just as a company? Well, no, or just as just as a guy coming out of high school that wants to be an equipment operator. What? Well, you know, the the union, they do offer a training, you know. Uh, right. You, you, can, you can go through. But it's still, as you grow up, you're going to know what you want to kind of do in life somewhat. If you want to run equipment or whatever, uh I mean, you're, my my suggestion. You're just not going to wake up some morning and become an operator either, right? Well, my my suggestion is, is if you can find somebody to kind of be a mentor a little bit, kind of work with, gain some experience, mm-hmm. and um, you know, you can always kind of work your way up the ladder and figure out figure out where you want to go and what you want to yes. do and how you want to do yes. it and um, stuff like that. It's it just you're you're asking me and compared not compared my situation from years ago what when I was young and was doing right. it nowadays things are just totally different out yeah. there on the workforce and mm-hmm. stuff. Well, in I your day, whenever you got into it, I mean, uh, an operator was a pretty lucrative position, really. I mean, there was a lot of people competing mm-hmm. for that. Used to run old farm tractors, and I just kind of interested me there and mm-hmm. and things like that, and uh, just kind of. Friend of mine asked me if I wanted a job one day, tr- trying to, to run, run equipment, and I went to work with him. And he, like I said, he was the one I was supposed to run a scraper, but and he was going to run the dozer, but he didn't like that TD fifteen, and so that's how I got a chance to uh, to get. <laughs> well, on what it. was that first job? You remember? A little coal mine project down in down in Kentucky. Really? Mm-hmm. Coal mines used to be. Um, 
Kilmonji used to be pretty big yes. business around here. We I worked on a lot of them, and, you know, and a lot of, a lot lot of, of people new don't ones. think of this area as a coal country, but uh, there were some big operations here. Yes. Um, Peabody comes to mind. Peabody Coal Company. Mm-hmm. They down in Kentucky. They used to have. Uh, remember them big uh, electric shovels they used to have. Mm-hmm. I remember going down mm-hmm. there and watching them yeah. run as a few kids. Them yeah. things were massive. We used to have to build some of the roads to move them on and stuff. Yeah, so. um, you extension got extension cords. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, extension cords. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah extension cords. Eight inches around. Takes yeah. a D eight to pull it around. Yeah, uh-huh. but Peabody all had all all electric stuff, and uh, I remember going down there at one point and they were getting ready to close out a mine they had one of those big electric shovels they had a i can't remember what it was it was like a 500 gallon tank cut in half and this thing was leaking so much oil oh, they had this man. tank chained up underneath this thing it was just leaking all this oil oh. in the tank and they'd turn around had a pump and they just pump it right back in <laughs> oh, that sounds like something we would do <laughs> But uh, but even down around, uh, even on the Indiana side, down around uh, Elberfield and stuff, there were some big drag lines yes. down there. Yeah, really big one. Um, and there's still mining going on there today, but it's not near to the scale it used to be back in the 80s and 90s. Kester at one time, I think they had some 170-ton trucks. I think that's what they were. Yeah. I know the mine Dad worked in up there, which was the Columbia mine. That was the biggest mine they had at the time. And uh, I think the, the pit itself they had open was close to 100 acres. You know, and of course the pit, if you don't know how strip mining works, the pit just kind of keeps moving. Okay. So That was one of Kester's mines, Columbia, too, I think, wasn't it? Or yeah, no? yeah, no. yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, I think Kestner had four mines, but that Columbia mine, which was just right there in Oakland City, was the big one. And I don't mm-hmm. know if it's still, I know it was I open a year or two ago. I don't know if it's still open now or not. But I've probably seen your dad at times. I probably wouldn't even uh, Paid no attention because sometimes yeah. when construction would get low during the winter months, we would we had an option to go work at the mines. Yeah, and uh, you know one of the jobs that uh, Kessner did was the uh, Nashville Super Speedway. Yes, right about that. One. And um, mm-hmm. I know Dad went the other way. He come out of the coal mines, went down there to run a dozer down there. They wanted him down there. He was down there for about three four weeks. Well, I'll be. I was down there for, for the duration. Probably seen him and just didn't pay no attention yeah. then. But. They were needing dozer operators. Mm-hmm. That's uh. That's what my, I mean, we might have to do a podcast on that at some point. We don't talk mm-hmm. about him a whole lot, mm-hmm. but that's what, that was a lot like Jerry in some aspects mm-hmm. is he could run pretty much anything, but his, he, he just seemed to be on the dozer. That's where, <clears throat> that's where he, uh, that's where he wanted to be at for the majority of the time. That's what he was known for and what he was good at. And unfortunately, by the time I got into excavating, seriously, is, is the same time my dad got killed. So I didn't get to spend a whole lot of, a lot of time around him. I think I don't want to get all sentimental here, but I think that's why I enjoy working with Jerry so much is because um, obviously Jerry's not my dad, but it's yeah. it's like having somebody like that on the job site where I can learn from and somebody that's uh, obviously got a whole lot more experience than what that's I do. The way it was when I kind of grew up, there's always some older guys there would really take the time and, and help you learn and, right. and, and do the right from the wrongs and stuff. So. Well, and I don't... I don't care how old you are. I mean, you can I, learn. Yeah, yeah, you can still, still learn. learn. And oh, yeah. you know, uh, uh, some of these even on camera. I mean, me and Jerry still have lengthy conversations about how we're going to do some stuff, and we don't always agree the best way to go mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and sometimes he's right, and sometimes my idea might be better. And but that's just the way it is. That's yeah, but I mean, I think we got enough mm-hmm. mutual respect between mm-hmm. the two of us that um yeah, we, at the end of the day we we figure it out and, yeah. and move forward now matt on the other hand he'll sit there and argue with us yeah <laughs> matt likes to work for me now he says I, i've got more patience but he hadn't seen me <laughs> yeah. in action either so i'm not got, out there with him every day like mike is yeah. so we got <laughs> that fits in well as we just finished yeah. up a podcast with uh, matt but yeah. so we were uh we we're in the middle of building this last lake and uh i couldn't be there one day and Jerry was out there working, and and uh, I told Matt to go out there and take Jerry fuel. And he oh, told yeah. Jerry, he says, "Man, I like working with you so much better. You got patience. You'll actually teach me." And Jerry, <laughs> Jerry's looking at him like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> <laughs> I think what you tell yeah. me he goes. I'm not sure. I think you're just in the way or something. Yeah, boy. 
Yeah. Jerry, Means good, but, you know. Jerry told you me, Jerry called me at the end of the day. He goes, boy, if you need somebody to drive back and forth and burn fuel, you found a good one. <laughs> <laughs> he means good, but you're not going to learn it overnight. He just no, gotta, and you know, Matt uh, mm-hmm. Matt does take direction pretty well. Mm-hmm. He uh, sometimes he almost tries too hard, but if you mm-hmm. if you sit him down and um, mm-hmm. sit him down and kind of explain mm-hmm. it to him a little bit, he's smart enough to uh, smart enough to comprehend it, and it's understand. It's years of experience that you just can't. You can't teach that. You have yes, to earn it. You have yeah, to. You have to. You have to get it. You could sit there all day and explain, talk to a person about this and that. But it's just like around the basements when you're just the track hole and the dozer, you just got to kind of visualize running both of them and how you can right. help each other and yeah, stuff. Right. Or you yeah. can make it worse on the. On I the first, uh, of course, me and Jerry dug a bunch of basements together. And that <clears> first <throat> one we did, I think we actually videoed it. Was up there at uh, um, Georgetown. You weren't on that one. And every time I turned around, Matt was in my damn way. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm about to tell you to go park it. Because <laughs> 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 you're going to get hit with a Drago bucket, mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> um, you used to work with Aaron's dad, too, didn't you? Not not very much, no. Oh, no. Not very much. Okay. Did you ever remember the name of the other? No, I need to go look that up. A guy messaged me on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, um, That's all right, I don't know. I um, knew Aaron's dad a lot, but I yeah. never really worked with him very much. Oh, okay. Now, Aaron's, uh, did you work with Aaron's grandpa, Johnny? No. No. Uh, Johnny, um, of course, uh, Aaron's dad and Aaron's grandpa were both pretty good. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Uh, Aaron's grandpa was <clears throat> good on a, uh, I think he used to run a drag line, an old drag line. Somewhere. Yeah, he used, to, he used to run a lot, a drag line and scraper, and then towards mm-hmm. the end, you know, he'd build, he'd, he actually worked for my uncle in another excavating mm-hmm. company. Um, he was pretty good, uh, pretty good dozer operator as well. Um, now, um, Aaron's, Grandpa and my dad worked together a lot, and Aaron's dad and my dad worked together quite okay. a bit. That might uh, seem more confusing. Jerry was Jerry kind of got in with Kestner, and he worked. That was as he's mentioned several times. That was a pretty good little group of guys. They didn't mm-hmm. have a whole lot of turnover coming and going there. Mm-hmm. When they ramped up for a big project, they'd bring some people in, but right. and a young company grew very fast too. That uh, that core group, and it was a good company. Like I said, that's who my dad worked for at the mm-hmm. end. He mm-hmm. just worked for a different different division of mm-hmm. it, but. Right. Um, started out with a couple of dozers. This, this, uh, yeah, this you never did work for Malone Brothers, did you? No, no, that was a that was an interesting operation mm-hmm. to uh, say the least. I know dad worked for Malone's a little bit off and on Me over the years, but they were uh, they were an old school, old school construction had a, company, had a bunch of older equipment for sure. But man, they did a lot of work though, too. Mm-hmm. They were they were the, they were the masters of. Creative engineering. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I can draw some conclusions. <laughs> um, actually, Dad's best friend got killed working for him, yes, and that was yeah. kind of the beginning of the end of him. Uh, crane tipped over building a, a railroad bridge, and oh. uh, the um, piling they were driving come up and went through the windshield. Oh, yeah. I didn't really know exactly what had happened. Yeah. Um, which was, uh, yeah, that was. Um, That's a shame. Yeah. I, that was a couple of years before my dad got killed. I, I remember that. I can remember that day very well because we were driving home from school, and I remember seeing all that. It was right off the side of the road there. I remember seeing everything going down. And I got home that later that day, and uh, that was the first time I remember seeing Dad upset. Mm-hmm. And um, his daughter, Dad's best friend's daughter, was uh, in my class. We graduated together, so there was you know multiple connections to it. And right. And Malone's went on for several years after that, but that was kind of the... They were quite the same, I don't think. They were quite the same after that. It kind of uh, mm-hmm. kind of went down. But, man, back in the heyday, Malone's was uh, quite the mm-hmm. quite the operation. So, Well, Jerry, I know you're itching into work. We ain't going to keep you here all day. you got a D4 calling your name. Mm-hmm. we got a pawn to uh, finish up. So. And I'll mess- <laughs> say the wrong thing here eventually, too. There's <laughs> no right or wrong thing. <laughs> Uh, well, we appreciate you taking time to uh, sit down and kind of yeah, tell the... Yeah, we never really talked about a lot of things. I mean, over the years, that's just, uh, yeah. you learn a little bit. It takes learning each other and everybody, too. And well, if right. I haven't told you, I, I think I do take on a regular basis. I definitely appreciate all the help and 
And I don't. I mean, you've taught me a lot. I'm sure you know that. But most of it was kind of enjoyable. I mean, like like for working for Farmer Chris, the guys that <clears throat> need the need the work done, and they appreciate it also. Yeah. And and, yeah. and we try to do the same thing here. Is what we do. Is what you did there. Is you know, it's as much about enjoying who you work with as actually doing doing the work and it's just like anything else we get days where it's the grind it's a big hard push to get something done this last palm we've been working in is the muddiest freaking mm-hmm. mess uh but and in your case we run pretty lean on on crew and you a lot of different jobs and yeah. mobbing and stuff in and out it's just uh it's yeah. A- yeah it's just nice having a guy like jerry where you can turn him loose on a dozer and get something done why people always forget about all the small stuff it, it just you know moving equipment and, and running down around random parts and right uh just you know um just fuel and servicing fuel and service it's just nice to have jerry stuff. to where he can just you know set him up and let him run eight hours and <clears throat> and right. get done because i'd be running four hours while i'm doing everything else and mm-hmm. And but obviously, we're with, there. it's a going. Yeah, obviously, yeah. with Jerry, you don't have to worry about whether it's getting done right or not. Right. And we're getting some more help in the area here, moving down from Pennsylvania <laughs> here. That's going to. Yep, do whatever I can. He's got his CDLs. Maybe we'll get him along with Captain Cleveland and okay. yeah, be driving. Equipment. I'll be fixing stuff. So. Give him a list of everything that needs a service. Yeah, I'll be right up there on the hill. You just so. drop off whatever's broken. And you're still involved with the railroad yet? I am, yeah. Still there. Um, Still a mechanic and probably still be a mechanic when I come down here, I guess. <laughs> so, um, everybody on YouTube thinks that I make you run the dozer without a cab. Oh, it's, it's mean, but I, I just put up with it. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I know they're probably dying things too. Well, that's the one you don't like running that new one, do you? I said, no, I just, I don't care what I run, Diane. It's enjoyable. I just, and I just go with the flow there. I don't even try to change it. Everybody keeps so. telling me, like, you need to put a cap on the old dozer for Jerry. I said, if I do, he'll quit. Yeah. <laughs> It, it's it's good visibility for clearing and stuff yeah. too. Like no, I I grew up without cabs and with cabs. It was, it's all the you know just no big deal. You learn you just dress up if it, if it's cool. I or, go back to one of the the first round of videos we did together was actually clearing that big property for Chris. Mm-hmm. Remember how cold it was with the old D four out there up there at mm-hmm. um, not sulfur. Yeah, yeah, up there at sulfur. Oh, back yeah. At, yeah, that was that was an ugly one there. Yeah. Too wet. We just couldn't do a very good job. Yeah, and uh, I'm over sitting in the 120, just as warm as can be, and Jerry's out there bundled it, up like an Eskimo. I'm like, do you want to switch? He's like, oh no, no I'm good. I'm yeah. like, that I'm would like bother me more running your cab than with the opening and watching <laughs> because I know how that is. But you know, you can dress up now, yeah. really, and keep pretty warm. It's uh, I'm like, all right. I said, don't get mad at me. He chose this life. Well, get in the warm cab, then you got to get back out. That doesn't work <laughs> either, you know. Yeah, that's that's hard. So, well, Jerry, man, I appreciate everything you do to help me out. Appreciate you taking time to uh, sit down this morning. And, um, yeah, I think that's going to be, be a wrap on this one. So. There's a few top secrets I held back, maybe for the next, next, the next podcast. <laughs> yeah. There, yeah. yeah. So there we go. We got Jerry coming back. I know. We need to get Diane on here. I tried to get Diane to come this she morning. She might the next time then if she is. Uh, we'll get the we'll get the truth then. Oh. Okay. <laughs> we can do that. Maybe uh, she'll she'll go for that. She maybe she thought it was gonna be more on film. I don't know. Uh no, no, but once we, we get her started, I don't know if we can get her shut down. Well, that's not, what we though. need. Yeah. So you guys have to comment down below and say we need to get Jerry and Diane together yeah. because uh oh, yeah. boy. Diane keeps you honest. Yeah, too much sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, guys. Hope you enjoyed, and we'll. Uh, thanks for watching. Well, we'll, we'll do it again. Then yep, I guess. catch you on the next one. Peace.